What's going on, everybody? Enjoy this episode of the news show, Conspiracy Underground News Team. But before we get into it, I really wanted to uh, share some cool news. Soap's back for the people out there that enjoy the conspiracy soap. We got two new scents. We kept two scents. The still uh, two of the the old like popular scents, right? The uh, oatmeal, milk, and honey. That Bigfoot bait is still around, and also the invasion. That bamboo hemp is around. But the two new flavors for that four-pack bundle that you get, um, really, really cool stuff, man. I'm actually really excited. The labels are dope. We got Nessie, which is uh, eucalyptus mint. Really, really nice, refreshing, something to use like in the early morning. It's dope. Um, you can get all these at DangerousWorldPodcast.com. Big fan of Nessie. It's, uh, it's going to be, I think, a lot of your new favorite scents if you liked the other ones there. And then the second scent that I uh, picked up along with ghost here is the black cube. And this one's awesome as well. Um, got one that kind of, you know, wakes you up in the morning and one that'll help you kind of go to sleep at night. This one's real therapeutic tea tree oil and charcoal. It's freaking awesome. Uh hope that you guys will check those out. The bundle is $24. We didn't want to increase the price, but you know, our supplier increased the price quite a bit. And uh, we're still taking a bit of a hit on this, to be honest. But, um, you know, we're we're profiting. We're going to make more of these and we're going to keep these around for as long as you guys like them. And as long as you buy them, we're going to bring back the old two cents that we got rid of the New World Order and the MK Ultra. Just for right now, we have to only do about four four at a time or so and uh, look for some more interesting kind of collaborations with other podcasters and other products out there. In the near future, we're, we're trying to do a lot of things with this because it's fun. You guys seem to like it. So show that you like it. Show that you want it around if you do. And uh, head over to DangerousWorldPodcast.com and uh, get yourself a bundle. You can also switch out if you don't want, you know, four different scents. If you just like one in particular, you can get four. You can get three and one, two and two. However the hell you want to do it, you can do it over there. Just make sure you make a note of that in the, uh, you know, instructions. It'll have a place where you can make a donation or whatever. You don't have to make a donation. You can just write a message and you can say, I want two of these, two of these or whatever, right? Let's say you want two Nessie, two black cubes. You want to try the new sense, but you want to get the discount on that uh, four pack bundle there. Hit us up. I appreciate that so much, guys. Sorry for the uh, brief interruption before we get into this. We had Ben from Legit Bat. We hit the trifecta. We got Joe, Jen and Ben all on separately. It was really fun. I enjoyed this episode. Love talking with those guys. Give them a listen if you haven't already. I don't know what you're doing if you haven't listened to them by now. Enjoy this episode. This is Big 71. And um, look for more content coming out over here. I know I say that a lot, but my job is slow this time of year. So I'm going to have some more time to uh, you know reconnect with you guys. And I appreciate all the people that have been supporting through kind of like this lower uh, lower volume of content period that we're going through here on the show. But uh Getting back into the swing of things, guys. So I appreciate you all very much. Go head over to DangerousWorldPodcast.com. Pick yourself up a bundle of that soap. It's a great stocking stuffer. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Conspiracy Underground. We are the Conspiracy Underground news team and the tag team champions of the podcast world. I am the lunatic fringe, the left lip ghost, and with me is the radical one, the right lip, Ryan Dean. And featuring this week in the middle of the two lips is the bean of the week himself, Ben, one of the hosts of Legit Bat Podcast. And that should bring the trio to a full circle. We started with Jen, we had Joe, and now Joe's brother. Ben, Ben, how are you? We get the trifecta now. Yeah, uh, when Joe brought it up, I thought, well, I've never done actually a podcast without them. I'm usually the one that is absent. And I'm like, this could be fun. I would actually really enjoy being on a show and see how it goes by my one C. So I'm doing good, guys. It's good to see you guys. I know it's been a while since I've been on and kind of been able to talk to you guys. I've been pretty hit or miss the last six months. So thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Absolutely. We're happy to have you on. And yeah, it's going to be nice to hear what you say without the dead weight, without (laughs) Joe and Jen just holding you back. You know what I mean? It's going to be nice. Boner. (laughs) Let's do it. Oh, good. We still have those. No, that was just me doing it. (laughs) But we had Joe on last week. And and Joe, I mean, dude, Joe is one of my favorite people in the whole game. Jen, obviously, just a straight up G. And, uh, you know, obviously, dude, we're, we're super excited to have you on, too. What is this, episode 71 or two? What is this, 70, 71, right? 71. 71 weeks going strong. Never missed a day. And uh, even when you ha- had your family emergency, we had two people that sat in and filled in for, for your, your uh, side of the lip that took two people to fill that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big, uh, big shoe to fill. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not even like fucking humble about it. I'll just say like no one can really fucking take my spot in this shit. But uh, man, <laughs> Joe isn't here with us right now. And this is weird, right? I mean, it's a weird thing because, dude, you said yourself, but I think that, you know, I, you, you've never done an episode without these guys. Is, are we the, actually the first ones? Yeah, you guys you. are going to be popping my singles uh, podcast cherry well, this what, episode. I what I was doing. What better way than to do it on a show called Cunt? That's exactly. I saw the title. I didn't even know what it was about, and I'm like, it's that's perfect. Let's go on Cunt. <laughs> well, so what we do here, we cover news. We cover news. We cover yeah. some bullshit news. We have some fun. Um, we usually start off. I mentioned, you know, we we. We've been getting a little bit of shit for talking about our weekends for too long, but I do like to find out what my guests do over the weekends, man. We always talk about food. We talk about some bullshit up front. Did you get anything good going on for yourself this weekend, Ben? Did you have some fun? Did you do anything at all? Make some good food? No. Unfortunately, well, no. Um, I mean, Lene made some good good soup last night because we, we're starting to get some rain here. I had a very boring weekend, man. Like uh, walking into the weekend end of the work week, paying bills, looking at the first of the month, getting everything done, tidied up financially, and literally was a big pile of shit the whole weekend, other than trying to fix my fucking Samsung smart, quote-unquote, smart washer, because it's uh, it's pretty smart. It's definitely smarter than I am, especially when it comes to trying to fix that motherfucker. Uh, I spent about... Yeah, yeah, I spent like three hours trying to get that fucker fixed yesterday, and I still have probably another hour and a half left to work on it, which means no laundry. So more than likely I will be putting on some semi used work clothes this next week. <laughs> Nothing. But wrong you with can't that. gloss over. Sorry, ghost. He, he said something that's a hot button issue for both of us here. Ghost. Yeah. You mentioned soup. 
What yeah. soup was it? Because we talk about soup and we say, like, what's your favorite type of soup? What's the shittiest soup ever? What soup did your lady make? Okay, so I'm not sure what all she puts in it, and I think that's probably the secret to the to the whole dish. She originally started out making this turkey and tortellini, cheese tortellini soup, and it had all of the spices and stuff in it. And that I asked for every year on my birthday, ever since I tried it. I couldn't eat way too much of that to the point of hating my fucking life. <laughs> and uh, the, over this weekend, <clears throat> yesterday we had a late lunch. She's like, hey, what do you want to do for dinner? I'm like, fuck, babe, we just ate. Um, I don't know. It's rainy out. Soup's good. She's like, okay. So she goes down and gets everything. Massive fucking bowl of essentially the same thing, some different spices, but it has um, it has a uh, like a bone broth base. So she uses chicken, and then she shredded chicken to put in it. Just uh, how was it that I forget the name of the brand? But anyway, she put all. She's the only person I've ever met that can get me to eat as many vegetables as she will cram in that thing. She had broccoli, yeah. carrots, onions. The whole thing, you don't taste anything. That's partially why I love it. It's because <laughs> it's a lot of food. Uh, it tastes good here. And I feel better about myself overeating because I know I'm getting veggies with it. Right. So that's favorite soup. Uh, that's, yeah, that, I can see why you guys discuss that a lot. That's a <laughs> fucking hard one. <laughs> it's um, a serious question, too. This isn't something to be taken lightly. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's not. Well, it's not stuff. something to fuck around about. That's for sure. Uh, it's kind of up there with uh, traditional. It's kind of like it's kind of like a, is a hot dog a sandwich? It's a hard question, right? Yeah, no, I, I decide it's not a sandwich. <laughs> There's no fucking debating that. I think I would have to go with it's not on the hot dog <laughs> thing for two reasons. I get the whole two pieces of bread with meat in the middle. Okay, that's the base argument for it being a sandwich, right? Right. But the bread is sealed on one side. It's one piece of bread. Mm-hmm. It is one, one piece, piece of, of bread. bread with a real, real thin weld going down the side of it, which can also easily break. The other thing is, is that that meat is made up of a metric shitload of, and if we're just talking like ballpark hot dogs, I'm sorry, you're getting probably human in there as well. And quite a uh, bit of human, by the way. I'm glad you probably mentioned Probably quite that. a bit of human. Glad you mentioned Yeah. <laughs> I, I have something on that. Okay. You have a clip? Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to share that one pretty soon then. Ghost, what'd you get into this weekend? Did you do anything fun? Um, actually, no, I did. I w- with inventory on both of our branches this week and next week, dude. They they ran us almost right up until um my CDL hours were were out on Friday and finished up what we think. Hopefully, finished up. We didn't have to go in yesterday, but our inventory. Um, I call it Hell Week. So every night I was coming home around six or seven, you know, pretty much going to bed, getting up, repeat. And yesterday I slept in, I woke up, I let the dogs out. They, they woke me up, let them out. And then I came back and went to, went back to bed till about 1230, one o'clock and woke up just in time and did an interview and then pretty much chilled and watched some. Oh, it's the Tesla Files. It's an older program that Discovery did on uh, Nikola Tesla, and it was on Prime. So I, I've been kind of watching that. Good, good little documentary. I and keep it, getting that suggested for me on Prime because I've been delving into some of those documentaries. That mm-hmm. as soon as you like break the mold on the algorithm of your search bar, instantly you will get shit on with anything and all things that might be a little fringe. 
those have been popping up. I'm glad that I have somebody who's actually watched it to tell me that it's good. It is, it is good. Well, and, and what I liked about it is they put some of his theories to the test. And it, it, they're not setting out to debunk Tesla. They're actually setting out to prove his sh- shit was real. And they get into the missing sure. documents and, and, and what have you. And then today, kind of not, not really productive. Ryan woke me up. Well, I woke up about a half hour after he had called. I'd taken another nap because I, my body was just fucking tired. And then I went into the grocery store and I'm going to make see. some, um, some Mexican food after we're done here. And, uh, I don't know exactly what it's called, but you get like basically like carne asada. Um, but you, you put it in that spicy tomato sauce, which we didn't have the, the, the pato or whatever. So I just got Goya and I got some hot sauce and some jalapenos to put in there to spice it up. And then I'm going to make some uh, refried beans and some, some rice to go along with it. And I think that'll be nice and hearty. And then that, that's about it. My, I'm right there with you, Ben. My weekend was boring as fuck. I, I, I'll give you this, though. The th- the, here's the best thing that I love about Mexican food. There is shitty Mexican food out there. There's no doubt about that. Like, yes, Taco Bell is not Mexican food. So <clears throat> it's called fourth meal for legal reasons like it's not mexican food um however what i do like about mexican food is that it is simple you can throw so many different combinations together and it all tastes like paradise for the most part Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be authentic for it to be good but authentic is better i know a lot of people here in reading that are like i actually like the more americanized version of the mexican food they like chipotle they like casa ramos they like these more chained kind of establishments. And I'm like, I want to go to a place where they don't speak English. Mm-hmm. I want to go to a place where I point at the menu and you can tell they're probably been working there since they were 10. And when they give me the food, I'm like, holy shit, this, this reminds me of when I went to Mexico. I've only ever had a couple of places that reminded me of the actual food that I had in Mexico. But if I don't get it, I'm still happy with it. Mexican food is just fucking awesome. It is. Now, one quick question. If you do okay. eat at Taco Bell, what is your favorite Taco Bell menu item? Oh. One correct answer. No. Yeah, well, one for him, one for me. Right. I was going to say, if it's one correct answer, I'm assuming Ryan's going to go with you don't. Um, no, no, <laughs> no. I have a hard, <laughs> a hard item that I like. Um. So it used to be way back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember this. Do you guys remember the Cholito? No. Now, not the Enchirito, right? No. The Cholito was just a chili cheese bean burrito. Okay. That was it. It was chili with fucking cheese in it. It was a sloppy fucking mess. And back in the 90s, it was like a dollar. And so it, and everybody will agree. The prices were cheaper. The portions yeah. were bigger, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I asked my dad, because I think, Ryan, I think you and I are about the same age. I asked my dad, was it just me growing up? Or did also the portions get smaller? Because portions will start right, to look right. a hell of a lot smaller when you become an adult. And he's like, oh, yeah, it went both ways. He said prices went that way and portions went that way. Like one chili cheese burrito was enough to fill up my dad, who the difference between those years is not much. But for me, it was like I would ask for two and you'd always be like, I'm not spending another dollar on another <laughs> burrito. Right. I don't care if it's only one. <laughs> you know, if you finish that, we'll buy another one. Well, they decided that it was appropriation to call it a Cholito because that wasn't a real uh, Spanish word. So they changed it on the menu to chili cheese burrito instead of a Cholito. I always bring this up because 
I've always wanted them to bring it back. If I had a choice, I would say that. But with the current menu, I think my favorite is my like my go to is a uh, <laughs> a, a cheesy gordita with chicken. Okay, that's fair. That's a, that's a new answer. I like that. So I got to just throw this out there real quick because you said because uh, there's a lot of places I live in Tucson, Arizona. A lot of people know. There's this idea of a Chilito. There's Mexican restaurants out here called El Chilito, La Chilito, all these different places, right? And if you Google Chilito and you say Chilito meaning, you just throw that into your search bar. It says a Chilito is a burrito filled with beef, cheddar cheese, and a special hot sauce. So that's what's kind of interesting is that it is not really an actual word. You would think it'd right. be a little chili, right? Chilito, right? right? But it, it's in fact a specific dish. And, and leave lovely. it to California specifically to really, you know, flag flagship that change that was so important. Because yeah. I'm like, no, dude, it's Taco Bell. Nobody thinks of it as authentic. Let them make right. up dumb words. It makes us buy it. Like if you throw something out there that sounds Spanish but isn't real, but it looks fucking delicious, I'm gonna fucking try it. I don't give a shit what it's called. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it, they used to have a Chihuahua as their mascot. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. That was a problem. Yo quiero, it's gone. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yo quiero Taco Bell, dude. That that uh that that fucking dog was definitely like a, a woman abuser. You could tell by the way that he spoke. <laughs> just a nasty little dog, dude. He was he just missing, wife beater. I was just gonna say he was yep. missing the wife beater. Yeah, sure I saw a teardrop tattoo. Wild little dog, dude. But um, yeah, man. Okay, so what's uh, your guys' picks then? If if you have a hard answer on this, like a like you're you are fucking chubbed when you get with this. What is it that you get from Taco Bell? Ghost. He gets the Mexican pizza. I fuck that ran through my mind too because that is a good one. A Mexican good one. pizza is the only answer, and ghost answer. In my opinion, it's bullshit. But oh, it's so good. He's a white dude. He's a white dude. He's a hard white dude. He doesn't have much Mexican culture around him. You spent some time in Me- in New Mexico, though. Mm-hmm. So I'm disappointed that you go with this dish. But it's only it a- just a burrito but- covered in enchilada sauce. But go ahead and share that. What is it- I only get it because it is like Ben says, you put a Mexican name or a Spanish name on it and it's going to taste good. And it comes from Taco Bell. Now, if you put me in an authentic Mexican restaurant, my choice is going to be a completely different um, pick, sure. but I love the, since day one, they had it on their menu is the Inchirito. Okay. Yeah. They've had that for a long Horrible. time. I think that's, I remember when they first came out with the Chalupa, which I'm also, yeah. I don't, I'm on the fence. I haven't done any research as to whether or not that's a real word. Um, it always reminded me of remember, Fupa. <laughs> I remember when they came out with it, my parents endlessly made fun of it. They're like, oh, now they're just making shit up, Chalupa. And I remember thinking like, yeah, but it looks fucking great. Like, it looks like everything you love about Mexican food and like a pita wrap. Yeah, deep fried. Like, that was the, yeah, that was like the first thing that popped in my head. And I remember going and getting one. And my parents were of the, the idea back in the day that you ordered it the way it was on the menu. If you don't like it, you pick the shit out that you don't want. <laughs> they were never the type that be like, hey, don't ask for no tomatoes. You, right. you get it with everything on it. And then you pick off what you don't want. You work for what you don't like about what they make. Like that was kind of like their mentality. Mm-hmm. Now, as an adult, holy shit, I ruined that 16-year-old's day. I'm like, I would like this, but it's going to be a really crazy variation of that. It's not going to almost be anything like what you have on the menu. Uh, Chalupas, I think, are great, but that's what got me into the gorditas, was the fact that it's a crunchy taco 
with melted cheese into one of those deep fried shells, mm -hmm. you get the soft, you get the crunch, and all of the shitty goodness that you are going to be seeing the bathroom again in two hours for. That is the one thing as I get older, I stay more away from Taco Bell than almost <laughs> any other fucking place that is bad for you because I go, the older I get, the more that shit really fucks me up in a couple hours. Like it, It's so bad now. Like Ryan says, it's a nice, fine Jackson Pollock painting. Yeah. You just spray it in the toilet and it's rough, but it's fun. Um, flush it away. <laughs> yeah. It sometimes it takes two to get it down. You got to flush it one time for the bulk and then the second time for the remainder. And well, you're good you to have, go after that. If you haven't pooped recently, a lot of times after you eat Taco Bell on top of not having pooped, you will shit a cork. And then you will be back in the bathroom to see that Taco Bell again. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it will get you done, sir. Yeah, it's rough. Well, why? It's definitely a rough thing. I love it though. It's yeah. my favorite fast food. I know. Me too. I'll say it. I, I don't. I, I have no shame in it. People say they'll go with taco shits. I've never had the shits from Taco Bell personally, but you know my stomach is made of iron. Uh, there's a license plate in there. There's all kinds of things in there. I can eat whatever, but um. You know, I want to get into the news here. Okay. I, I mentioned that. Uh, oh, what's going on? Is that me echoing? What do you got here, Ghost? I, I wanted to get into this stuff and I wanted to see what uh, what kind of shit we had because there's a lot of weird stuff that went on over this weekend. Dude. There oh, is, and I just want to uh, kind of pop off on the uh, the old cannibalism. Okay. Oh, this is Greg Reese too. I love Greg Reese. All right. Let's see. Now we can't hear it. Food conference where topics no, you can't hear it. Turn it up. Turn up as loud as you can. An economist suggests Fuck. that cannibalism could be a viable solution for climate change. And that we could start off by eating our... Well, anyway, that was... Uh, is it quiet for you? Was it, was it was quiet, quiet for you? Yeah, ben? it was quiet for me as well. Yeah, it, it was pretty quiet, yeah. Yeah, which, which sucks because yeah, usually fucked up with our Zoom, dude. Yeah, there's something fucked up with this for some reason. Okay, but I think I got the gist of that fucking thing. The idea to fight climate change is to start eating people. Yeah, and they that already they already have made sausage out of uh, with human flesh added into it. They've been doing that though since the Capone days. That's how he used to. This is verified. That's how he actually used to get rid of some of the bodies. Was he owned a meat packing plant in sausage in Chicago, hmm. and they would grind up the bodies and put them in the fucking sausage and that's why they couldn't find them again is because then people would eat them there would be no evidence and back God back for that damn. day that that's like not only like holy fucking shit dude like but that's genius yeah it's, it's genius yeah it, it's a genius move but the problem was is that i think somebody got uh a little you know careless and they ended up finding i think it was like some fingernail clippings or something like that that didn't quite grind up all the way and they had to do like a health inspection and shit. And they ended up finding out that some of the meat was human. And I don't think that he did it like all the time. I think it was one of those. You had to get rid of the evidence hardcore because they were, you know, honest, honest tale a lot and stuff. But yeah, man, I I've I've often wondered like the Donner party and stuff like that. Like people have been, cannibalism has been around for as long as humans have. There's always going to be a sick fuck that's like, man, I wonder what that guy tastes like no homo but i wonder what that guy tastes like and it's like i can't imagine doing it knowingly like that's the part of me where i go 
I know it's stupid and I've never experienced the kind of hunger that drives normal people, not talking about the ceremonial people that have been raised in a culture where, where cannibalism is an accepted practice. But in an example where you leave the dead the way they are, you have some respect for the body, blah, 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 and you just don't eat fucking people. I've never been to a level of hungry where you start to justify that. So I'm like, I, I can't really speak for that. But just on a surface level where it's like, yeah, let's fight climate change. <laughs> I think, you know, I think Ricky's got a pretty solid body. He probably tastes good. Let's start with him. Right. Like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing that, man. No. But Ben, imagine the, the narrative that's out there that you haven't thought about eating someone else because you're a rich white person. Because that's a narrative that's out there. You're a, I don't know if you knew wow. this, but you're a, you're a, a, a very wealthy white person. Did you know that? found out today i was the day years old i mean that's the thing like like there's people out there that try to just like blindly follow that liberal narrative where it's like yeah cannibalism would be good joe biden says it'd be good let's follow it right it's because like it, it's just wild how these people get out there and then they can do these mental gymnastics that make it seem like these things are are like white privilege because you haven't thought that you needed to eat someone before you haven't been so hungry that you've needed to eat somebody before now for the record i am obviously fucking joking about that right, right? you yeah, know i got that part but dude there that's not ironic to other people that are out there though that's like a legitimate thought um i've got actually some some really interesting clips here too we do my have question is why why are those the people that get airtime why why like, out of all of the insane thoughts where you know that 99% of the people you walk down the street, if you were to go, hey, the New York Times posted an article saying uh, it might be a good idea for cannibalism to have a real good uh, surgeons, not researchers, but surgeons in tier one, you know, first class countries be, to fight climate change. Uh, anybody in their right mind are going to be like, that's fucking ridiculous. And I don't mm -hmm. even believe you that they posted that. Right. But why is that what gets airtime? It, no different. That's what I don't it's understand. no different than all your transgender, all the fringe shit that you see every day on the news. That's what that's what leads. So it's to make everybody think that oh my god, it's on it's on the news on a world scale. That must mean everybody must be thinking this way when it's not even a percentage of the population that even has this thought. Right. It must have some credence about it. The New York Times is saying it. Right. Well, you also have the uh, the reporter, uh, Karen Phillips, I think his name was, talking about how that kid was doing blackface because he was a Chiefs fan. Uh, let me see what this magazine was. This yeah. oh, Deadspin. Yeah, the, but failed to the, failed. The they only showed the side that he had black paint on. Didn't show that he had half black, half red. He's a Chiefs fan, yeah. a little kid. That's a Chiefs fan. You know, his his face is split down the middle, black, red, and he's wearing a headdress, all this shit. First of all, it's a child. Who gives a fuck what a kid is doing? If a kid wants to wear, paint his entire face black for a football game, that's that's about where the line should be drawn. I don't think adults should paint their faces and wear other dudes' jerseys and go crazy and and act like children at at football games you know what i mean bringing fake belts yeah. you know how matt was talking about at the wwf events or wwe whatever the fuck it's called now They're, these grown men are bringing 
replica belts and acting like they're John Cena, right? Dressing like John Cena. That's gay. I'm sorry. That is homosexual. And when I say it's gay, I mean homosexual, not gay like uncool. Like South Park gay. gay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not South Park gay. (laughs) Right. It's actually gay. Um, Now, I I will tell you, Ryan, I actually looked into getting you and I tag team champion belts uh, that we could like put on. <laughs> hey, I'm down for that because but, if we make our own, that's cool. Right? They they are kind of expensive. That's the only reason I didn't go down that route. I was like, like holy shit! Bucks yeah, each. I'm like, I ain't paying this just for a fucking prop just because we're the tag team champions of the podcast world. Like, get the fuck out of here! But it would have been cool. We can make some out of felt, yeah. or something. But oh um, dude, yeah, it's just nuts, man. So there's this little kid that's that's probably going to end up getting a defamation lawsuit. Because oh this, God. you know, he's a black news anchor or, or or journalist of some kind. Karen Phillips is his name. Um, he's early front runner for cunt of the week for me. And he's saying, hey, dude, this kid was being racist because he painted his face black. He's doing blackface, even though he's just supporting his team out there. The Chiefs, which what, a Native Chiefs. American team. How, how is, that's what I'm saying. The Chiefs, as in like right. Native American, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Why is it not the opposite thought? Oh my gosh, we have a small white kid who is actually promoting indigenous. Right. Like, why is it not a positive direction immediately? Like, hey, we live in an era now where the mascot of the indigenous people of America is being promoted they don't... by colonizers or whatever the fuck you want to call us still. It's like, why is that not the train of thought instead of the exact opposite? Like, they, Washington changed their name from the Redskins because it's not... And it is a derogative term when referring to Native Americans. So that's what that's what we're Washington. told, Ben. But the original person who came up with the name Redskins was a Native American, and he wanted it to be called the Redskins. That isn't because they were probably, again, paying homage. Yeah. 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 And it gets worse, too, because the kid that was accused of being racist and doing blackface because he was wearing his Indian headdress and all this stuff is actually partially Native American. <laughs> so it just gets worse and worse and worse that there's a grown man that happens to be black. Sure. But he's fucking race baiting a child that looks white, but he's actually partially Native American. So hey, and then and then get into the get into the more nitty gritty with that. He's not just that. He's a very successful one proving his own theory wrong. Right. Yeah. That's that is it's like what Morgan Freeman said. On that famous interview, you stop referring to me as a black man. I'll stop referring to you as a white man. And instead, I'm Morgan Freeman, and you're, I don't remember his name. And he, he goes, well, how do you get rid of, you know, the the racial tension? He said, stop talking about it. Yeah. And, 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 like, and, and, and yeah, I think that same interview, they, he didn't want to be referred to as African-American because he wasn't African. Yeah. He's like, I, I, he has Native American yeah. in, in, a, uh, in his blood, on his mom's side. I noticed the... I noticed on that TikTok page that there was a clip by Colleen Noir, one of my favorite people to watch. And I remember, I think it was him. It may have been a different guy, but I'm pretty sure it was him who was like, why is it okay to refer to all black people in America as African-American? I was not born in Africa. As a matter of fact, I don't have any family that came from Africa. My black is from a different part. It's not African. Right. So for you to assume that I am African-American is doing the exact same thing as what you are crying against well you're assuming that i'm african when i'm not that's like why is that the catch-all that's acceptable well they they did it with acceptable kamala harris she's indian and jamaican she's not even african at all and they're oh the first lady of color she's african-american 
Uh, no, no dipshits. She's not. Well, they fucked up when they called her first when they called her the first lady too, because she's got a fucking massive cock. Like Jesus, <laughs> Kamala Harris, or are we talking Michael Obama? Who are we talking here? Both. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris has a, a massive Adam's apple. Yeah. I will say. Uh, <laughs> have the- you seen the thing with her being Kam- Kamal Arush? That's that's supposedly no. his name. Yeah, no, I haven't no. seen that. We'll have to get Montel Williams on here because he uh, had her as a, an escort date at one time. Yeah, he's had that dude's pants off. Mm-hmm. Let me let me share that something. Have you guys heard? So we'll switch gears here a little bit. Have you guys heard about the uh, Evian theory? The Evian water. You guys have seen this in in stories, no, right? Oh, I've seen the water. I don't know uh, the the theory. I don't seen the water in stores, Ben. No, Evian. No, you haven't. Okay, it's kind of like f- fancy water. People much. <laughs> I it Ben's like I don't know how to say this. I don't leave the house. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's I try a, not to. No, okay. So Evian water is it's comparable with Fiji. It's a higher class water. You know, it, it's not uh it's not overly expensive, but it's definitely more expensive than like Aquafina, Dasani, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Now check out this theory. It's fun, man. I, first before, since you haven't seen this, and obviously um people out there that are listening, this is available on Patreon. You can see the video there. This is the logo of Evian right here. Okay. So you see, I don't know if you've seen this anywhere out there. They actually have really interesting stuff too. They have like spray bottles where you can just mist yourself with water. I've gotten one of these before, like a um, concert. It's actually fucking dope. I mean, it's cold as fuck. You spray yourself. It's like a mist, but this is the, this is the water Evian. Okay, see how it's spelled. Notice Mm -hmm. it. Take it in. Now, I'm going to go back over to this new table here, and we're going to show you something very interesting that uh, these kids, they're a little, you know, goofy, um, but they come up with this really interesting theory. And I don't think they made it up, but they just kind of shine some light on it. It's very interesting. Here we go. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear it. The Evian theory. No, that's the one with the mountain, like the it's mountain. Bottom. Yeah, yeah, and it's mad expensive, right? Yeah, it's it's just expensive as like Fiji and and all that other bullshit. Okay, but the theory goes that Evian is the rich people water. Rich people are trying to gatekeep this water because it's so good for you. It has natural electrolytes. It's literally it's literally made naturally in the in the mountains, fam. Yeah. And it's naturally alkaline. It does taste the best. And it tastes good. It tastes fresh. Uh-huh. Now this is the healthiest water. All the other water. I watch videos on this shit. Fam. They te- they tested like harmful things that could be in other water. Like even spring water and all these other brands, arrowhead water, all these different brands, they're not necessarily good for you. But the Evian water is one of the few that is. Now, the theory is yeah. rich people made it that expensive so that they have their water supply. And when they go to the store, they know, oh, all these poor people aren't going to buy it. So let's just keep it this high so that we can buy it whenever we're in town. Now, what is Evian backwards? Naive. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ev- oh what do you shit. think? I think it's cool, dude. I yeah. like that kind of shit. Yeah, I like those two kids, by the way. Um, they, every now and again, I come across some of their clips on, on some of these, these theories that, you know, that they talk about and they get you thinking whether it's true or not, they get you thinking and you're like, huh, maybe. And the fact that it's spelled backwards is naive. Hmm. 
That's what got me because up until that point, I was like, dude, these two fucking dumb kids are sitting here talking bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, they don't even know what they're saying. They're like, there's some things in the water that's not good for you. It's like, yeah, no shit. There's fluoride. There's all these things. But right. then, I mean, naive backwards. That's that's really interesting to me always. Anytime you're you're going to take a word and flip it around um, and then it says something that actually makes sense. I think that's really interesting. What do you think on that, Ben? I think it's a stretch. I think the theory is fun, but I think it's a stretch. Uh, and the only reason why I say that is there's been a local company here. Uh, I'm, I was looking for the name right now and I can't find it. Um, anyway, it has rock in the name. It's very expensive. It is very expensive. They refused to get away from glass because of all the plastics and stuff that they knew would be bad for it. The idea is and when I asked this was that uh, it got brought up because it's a local water company. It's very expensive. And Ronald Reagan asked for a six pack of it on Air Force One. And so it kind of got some prominence around that. Um, the reason why it's important is because of, of what they just said. If you go up into the mountains and you find a natural spring, it tastes good. It mm -hmm. does have a taste. The whole thing about distilling it or purifying it or even the natural spring waters that you get it has been filtrated so that you don't have any microbials and things where on the off chance you could get like a tapeworm or something like that it's the idea of taking out things that could potentially be harmful to replenish but the problem is is that natural spring water does have electrolytes it does have minerals it is an alkaline water you get actual nutrients besides just rehydration from actual like rock spring water there are still other companies out there that have been companies like this one I'm talking about, and I'll try to find the name after this, but um, where when you get it, 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 it's crazy that it tastes good. It makes you want to drink more. Mm -hmm. I haven't, I, I always hated drinking water growing up. Even my mom told me, Hey, you need to have a glass of water because it was like, I was drinking nothing. It just, if I felt like I was filling up my gut and felt bloaty and I hated it. And when I actually tasted some of that water, I'm like, Oh shit. It does. It has like a little bit of an like almost an electricity to it. Like it, it it tickles you a little bit when you drink it and it makes you want more like that really, really potent drink that you have. That's your favorite drink when you go out to a restaurant and you just get done plowing through some food and you're like, oh, my God, this tastes so good. That was how that water tasted. And it's wicked expensive. The idea that it's basically a water gate <laughs> for a turn of a phrase <laughs> by rich people and then spelled backwards is naive. I think that that's interesting. I think it's funny, but I know I, I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't put any credence to it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel you on that. I tried to uh, search the, the water right now, actually, while you were talking about, it. I couldn't find anything, but I, I wouldn't doubt it dude. I think that there's definitely, I, I do put some, some credence for, you know, to steal your term there. I, I definitely do think that there are some brands out there that are meant for wealthy people and more elite people, right? Like, there's definitely like top ramen. I don't know if you guys have seen the Manchurian Candidate, the one with Denzel Washington, yeah. right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Where there's those those instant noodles. I ate some those today. Those are clearly poison. I yeah. mean, clearly poison. They're hypnotizing these guys to drink these cup of noodles and eat these cup of noodles, I should say. Um, that that can't fucking be good for you, man. I don't know if there's any wealthy people that eat that or any people that are like in the know that sit right. there and have cup of noodles in their fucking pantry, right? So there's definitely brands that are out there to poison certain groups. And coincidentally, those are the cheaper ones. The reason I think that it's an interesting theory, not only because the naive 
spelt backwards. That's kind of a fun gimmicky thing. Right, Maybe right. It is pricier, right? Now, sure. you are going to have the middle class that's going to be gullible enough to be like, hey, I can afford the $3 water instead of the dollar water. So I'm going to buy the $3 water. Meanwhile, it's the same fucking tap water. You know what I mean? That, that the, right. the dollar water is coming from. So, yeah, there's two sides to that. I poisoned now, myself this, today. Oh, go ahead, Ghost. No, I just saying I poisoned myself today. I ate four packs of ramen noodle today. I mean, dude, <laughs> we know that it's poison. Right? Right. You know it's poison. I know it's poison. But it's still it's it's still good. I have some in my pantry too. I don't have the top ramen kind. I found some other yeah, I have the brand that's actually tasty. Okay. Well, yeah, so it's the same thing, yeah. right? But it's still shit. It is it is shit. shit. Oh yeah. It doesn't digest in you like it's supposed to. You know what I mean? I know that, but hey, I was Makes hungry. Your heart beat I, a little fast when you eat it because all the salt. Yeah, yeah. Just 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 so that it's on the podcast since I brought it up. I have that company name you can search it in on the url they have their own uh, website it's a uh, castle rock water company.com oh castle rock i have heard of that okay that sounds it's really literally familiar. from Duns- dunsmere california which is about 45 minutes from where we live and it's just south of mount shasta which uh the mount shasta water company is one of the biggest water companies in the united states um especially when it comes for clean water quote unquote, you know, with what we were talking about. But yeah, right. Cast Castle Rock Water Company is right next to that. And on their website, it literally on their statement it says from glacier to glass because they don't use plastics or metals. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You can read up on it on their website. It's it's fucking amazing. But like I said, it is very expensive. I mean you get a six pack of water. It's fucking water. And it's really expensive. It's like as much of a, it can be as expensive as a six pack of like beer. Damn. Huh. Well, have to the glass and California bit. recycle and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. California always makes, they, they find a way to make things more expensive, right? You know this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, now this next video that I wanted to play here and then I'll pass it off to ghost. If we, if, uh, if your uh, audio will work there. And by, by the way, Ben, did you bring any clips or are you just hanging out? Oh, I'm just hanging out. I had no idea what this Sweet. was about. No, oh, yeah, you're good, dude. I was just <laughs> well, making sure that we're not just fucking ignoring your clips. You can thank your brother for not filling you in on that one. Oh, it's fine. He, he. I don't think he filled me in because I think he knew I wasn't going to do it anyway. Like, we do okay. Planet Retard, <laughs> right. and I never bring shit. Okay. Hey, Fair that's enough. fine. And I know you guys might be noticing these titties. This is Beyonce. I bet you if I was to say, hey, who is this girl? You wouldn't say Beyonce because she's white now. We'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, now, check this out. I want this poster. If anyone out there can find this fucking poster, just fill me in because this is incredible, dude. And um, they, they dive into one topic on this poster because it's supposed to got all kinds of different conspiracies this guy says that it's every conspiracy in the world. Not true. <laughs> you can't fit right. every conspiracy in the world on one poster. But this no is way. really, really interesting, man. And uh, if anyone can find this, please send it over. But here it is. I have this poster that exposes every conspiracy theory on the planet. Today, we will expose the truth on Dicenian glass. Dicenian glass is a special dye that is derived from coal tar. In 1911, a man by the name of Walter John Kilner developed a device called the Kilner screen. This screen consisted of collodion-coated dye-treated glass plates with Dicenian dye sandwiched in the middle. In his book, The Human Atmosphere, Kilner proved that by using these two glass panes as wearable eyeglasses, the user would be able to train the eyes to perceive electromagnetic radiation outside the normal spectrum of visible light. 
Kilner not only proved the existence of the human aura, but also proved that by using this special dye, you can pierce the tapestry of the third dimension and gaze into the dimensions above. After Kilner published his findings, the United States swiftly stepped in. They confiscated everything and degraded the dye. Not only is Dicenian extremely hard to get a hold of, it is almost completely blacklisted from the Internet. Hmm. I would like that poster I myself. I that poster. It's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. There's like all kinds of stuff that I hadn't heard of. Like I took a screenshot of the one scene where you can actually read some of the words. Uh -huh. I hadn't heard of any of these things. Like I hadn't heard of Dicenian glass. I don't no. know if you had Mr. Ben. I mean, yeah, I hadn't heard of any of this stuff. So pretty interesting. Uh, I I like again. It's it's weird things like that where okay, so zoom out of what he did to kind of support the conspiracy, and just look at the conspiracy by itself, Dicinian glass. It's like, okay, I've never heard of this. Take out the rest of what he said about the third dimension and all of this stuff. I don't think those are mutually exclusive with virtually any conspiracy. I think all of those things are real. I just don't think that the connections people try to make are there a right. lot of the times. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah, think that yeah, they're, that they're yeah, that they're different things. It's like, do I think that a third, fourth, fifth, whatever dimension is possible? Absolutely. I feel like there's more than enough evidence of that, but it's usually based on that it's not based on this other thing and then they you know connect the dots to try to make it a big old grand conspiracy but dicinian glass i'd never heard of however i noticed in some of the visuals that he did there i'm i the first thought i had is i wonder if that started the technology for uh like a it's called a not vision yeah yeah. See, this is the thing. That That's exactly what I thought right away when I started mm -hmm. like learning about that, because I looked a little bit into it after I saw that video. Yeah. And, you know, there's that there's the, the Vietnam era night vision goggles where people were seeing demons and shit when they were wearing the goggles. You heard about that, Ben, where I mean, we I talked about that on this show. So there's um actually Matt brought this up from the Great Deception where there was, uh, a, you know, how night vision, like using white phosphorus, mostly it's mm -hmm. like a green Kind right. of tint to it right the original ones were red and mm -hmm. the red tint for whatever reason when they first released night vision they were using this red shit and people were seeing like demons flying out of trees and like all kinds of different like otherworldly entities and my go-to thing was like yeah dude they're using this in vietnam 90 percent of the fucking soldiers were on acid you know what i mean like uh, so many of these dudes were on wild drugs but and opium <laughs> yeah all kinds of shit but at the same time they ended up having to cancel this shit because it wasn't working and then they switched over to this shit and that problem stopped so that might have been mm. intentional by the government to say hey we're gonna you, you know introduce some technology to the military we're gonna give these dumb kids um acid and new technology and we're gonna see what happens and if anything wild happens, if they if they give us some weird reportings, we can just say, oh, yeah, these guys were tweaking out. They were they were fucking glitching out in their brains and they weren't able to really function properly. So we got them some new stuff. We got them off the acid and now they're not seeing the shit anymore. That's my thought. It could be either way. But there is something to that whole light spectrum of what you can see under certain lights. Uh, the other episode, I'll see if I can actually find it. We talked about uh, how to make. Um, 
essentially like make your own version of this. Do you remember that ghost when we that one dude with the yellow glasses where yeah. under a certain light yellow glasses will look a certain way and it just like completely changes what you see. Oh, here it is. I'll I'll play this. Um cuz it fits right in and this is an old clip, but it fits right in with what we're talking about. Here we go. Here's how to make a camera that can see ghosts. You'll need the following. Sony Cybershot DSC F717 digital camera, save icon. Neodymium magnet. Okay, I'll drop the max headroom thing. Uh, so how does it work? Essentially, sticking a magnet right here on this particular camera sensitizes it to infrared light. And then, because floppy disks are transparent to infrared light, but opaque to visible light, you can force the camera to show you what it's seeing in a spectrum of light outside the range of human vision. Now, unsurprisingly, this can have some pretty unusual effects. So right here, this is what it would look like to you or me. However, this is what the ghost camera sees. You can tell it's infrared because this Diet Coke is clear, and my glasses are black. This is more or less the same mechanism of action as the first-gen Vietnam-era night vision goggles, which were quickly withdrawn due to, you know, countless complaints about seeing demons. And, at least in functional terms, to the nearly impossible to purchase uh, IR-sensitizing disianin dye used in aura glasses, uh, which is highly restricted by the U.S. government on account of its supposed toxicity. We're just trying to make a camera that could see go. So, yeah, it's just kind of adding into what it is, is like, you know, different light frequencies are going to make you see different things or see things in a different way at the very least. Right. Kind of interesting. I feel like, I mean, I feel like that is the, that's a overall crux to our existence, this perspective and perception. It, anytime that changes, I will attest that just doing the podcast in the last three years, I've gone from being one way to being the exact, the exact, I became everything that I hated <laughs> in like the last three years about what I believe. You're, you're and, like the, the conservative version of, um, Ryan's cousin, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Yeah. yeah. I fucking love Brandon. <laughs> I miss that fucker too. But it, it's funny because every time I think about weird things, like that video like i never seen it before never would have thought about any of that shit what you said about the drugs and those kind of cameras makes me go well yeah that makes per this idea that the germans in world war ii were the only people doing horrible experiments on people is absolutely laughable considering literally what happened after that in the united states yeah so that's the military's version enhanced of mk ultra it's like okay we've been doing mk ultra since 55 we're moving into the vietnam era it's like we have this crazy new shit that we just figured out with glass and the light spectrum let's see what happens like we're already doing it to civilians they're probably gonna die anyway in vietnam let's fucking find out maybe we'll have a breakthrough maybe it'll help you know, it, at the same time i don't think that they are doing it for anything other than nefarious purposes so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if all of that was true at all. I would not be surprised. Well, there, there's a good movie out there. Um, it's not 100% true, but it's based kind of that way on the Vietnam War, was Jacob's Ladder. You know, these guys came oh, back really? from fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah they such came a good movie, dude. From Vietnam, and he's seeing shit and asking his buddies, are you seeing this? You know, what did they do when we were over there? It's an older movie. came out in probably the early 80s. Well worth the watch. I mean, it, it it's a well, great dude, movie. But Jacob's Ladder is technically it's like a drug, right? Mm -hmm. And this isn't a spoiler, but Jacob's Ladder is a drug, and the and Jacob's Ladder is meant to get you over your fears. Yeah, if I'm remembering it correctly, yep. right? 
So, I mean, dude, yeah, especially Ben, I know, you know, you're into this military shit, right? Like it's a fun, it's a, it's a a really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. I I always have to tell people too. It's like, I've never been in, I would never act act like or claim that I was in, but God damn it. If it doesn't give me a chub looking at all the technology and all the shit and watching it, I'm also very, very, very patriotic. And although I don't agree with everything that our government does or military does, Neither does the 18-year-old who has good intentions going in to give away four-plus years of their lives. So for me, that's where I always have to take a step back and go, I'm a huge supporter of our military, our guys and girls that are in there, because although you may not agree for the reasons of war, well, you don't have to agree with the reasons of war to disagree that people wanting to do good for their country and sacrifice a part of themselves, whether or not they're wrong, is still that is that is in my opinion that's the spirit that America has that nobody else has that we need to keep going. So with that said, right. yeah, anything and all things military, specifically World War II era, I'm all for because it's super interesting. Well, and let's be real too. Not only the people that want to support their country, the people that just want a free education. So they're like, hey, I'll go fight for Fuck four you. years. You know what I mean? Or a and, legal and- way to kill people. Right. Oh, and and 99% of the people that sign up for the military don't ever have to see combat. So, yeah, it's kind of a good gig. You know what I mean? If you do have to go overseas, you happen to sign up in a rough time uh, like Ghost did. You spent time overseas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah obviously, big I, don't, risk, I don't know big if you reward. Saw... What's yeah. that? Yeah. And I, I said w- it could be a big risk, big reward, but uh, sometimes sure. it's it's not. And that's the whole gamble that you're taking. And you're right? you're looking at a motherfucker that paid into the GI Bill and never fucking used it. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a rough one. That's it it rough is. Right it there. it is rough because I'm yeah, kicking myself in the ass. But I was just like, ah, I'll use it next year, next year, next, and then finally, at a certain point, it it has a cutoff limit. School is gay, dude. It is, school and I don't, I don't gay. like school. That's why I didn't. I was like, fuck it. You know what I mean? But I could have used it at a tra- at a trade school. I could have used it anywhere. Right. Did I? No. I'm a stubborn asshole. I take after my dad. Apparently. Well, hey, you're doing fine for yourself, though, and that's all that matters, man. Fucking uh, universities just – you probably would have turned into, like, a liberal, and you would have been making us call you uh, Banshee or something. You know? uh, yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, it, it's it's hard to say, but – Fucking purple uh, beard. Yeah. I'll, oh, glitter beard. Do the glitter beard. You know, tis the season, right? But, yeah. Call you My Little Ghosty. My Little oh, Ghosty. Oh, My Little Ghosty like instead that. of, like, My Little Pony. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will say this when when I did when I did talk to the recruiter for signing up in in 14 he said there's four reasons why people join the military family obligation you need a job you want to go to college or you want a legal way to kill people everybody has at least one but a lot of people have more than one right. and he's like so I want you to think really hard about that because or sorry five reasons the other one was just being a patriot He's like, everybody has one of those. And I said, honestly, the only reason why is because I'm a patriot and I would love a legal, uh, a legal way to kill people. I'm like, if it means taking out the bad guys, like I've read, uh, what's it? Uh, Matt best book, the, the owner of yeah, Black yeah. rifle coffee. Yeah. And he's like, thank you for my service, right? Yes. I actually have it on my nightstand right, right now. He goes, everybody thinks that people that go into door kicking jobs, like they, because they experience it, they come back fucked up. He's like, a lot of them do because they weren't expecting what they they bit off more than they could chew in their expectations to what the reality was. He's like, however, I will tell you right now, I loved war. I loved the adrenaline rush. I loved living on the edge of my seat. He was like, 
And when I got back, that's what fucked me up was the fact that I wasn't doing that shit anymore. So then he went into 10 years of being an independent contractor for him. He's like, there is nothing better, in my opinion, than taking out the guys that would do the same to you and your family or to your family in front of you. Like, people have to enjoy their jobs because the people that go into those jobs and don't enjoy it and don't like what they're doing as like a frontline door kicker, those are the people that get their guys killed. He's mm-hmm. like, you have to enjoy that kind of shit. Otherwise, we're not going to have a good frontline people. He's like, the other side of that is that everybody thinks that you enjoy the act of killing. No, I enjoy the act of neutralizing the threat. <laughs> He's like, mm. it's like, it's a little bit different. It's not about there's a guy, I can't wait to kill him. It's about there's the bad thing and we need to get that out of the way so that we can continue doing what we're doing. It, the way that he said it was a lot funnier and eloquent, right. but I, I, it was the first time that I heard somebody that had seen a lot of combat in that regard. Cause he was, I think second battalion Rangers. He's like, it was the first time that I heard him say that. And recently I've gone through all of Jack Carr's, the terminalist books. And the way that he describes the main character is the same way. You know, everybody thinks that people like Chris Kyle, when uh, that lady tried to pin him on live TV about, would you be okay if you never killed again in the rest of your life? And he's like, yeah, I don't have to kill people to survive. I'm a way better husband and father than I was a SEAL. But I have killed a lot of people. Right. It's like, there people have this kind of idea that if you ever experienced like really hardcore combat, that you're going to be fucked up. And I think a lot of that comes from Vietnam because that was a different kind of frontline combat that those guys had to experience i mean i've never heard of more horror stories than the guys that i saw uncles and grand grandfathers and things like that that experienced vietnam in really harsh combat that came back okay almost everybody i know that went there and did that they struggled when they got back and that was still in an era where you, you didn't talk about it you stuffed it down deep and you just tried to live your life the best you could and i'm like after having a little personal experience in the military from being a dependent, just watching some of my best friends that were in the military guys and girls that I saw that had experienced some fucked up shit. I'm like, we need to take care of those people because those people are young guys and girls that will never ever get that brain space back after they have experienced something traumatic like that. We need to take care of them more than uh, sorry, a lot of other fucking people that are getting taken care of in our country today. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, what's interesting to me, and I've never served either. Ghost is the only one out of the three of us that have served. It, ben, did your wife serve? X, yeah. She oh, just X, got sorry. out. Okay. She she just officially got out. I think it was nine months ago. She was in for about eight years. I was a dependent for four and a half, five um, okay. of them. And I think my oldest was four and a half when we moved to Jacksonville. And then gotcha. my daughter was born there a year later. So up until seven months ago, my daughter, who is now going to be six in April, has never not experienced living on base. So this will be her first house off of base. Nice. Um, but it, cool, it, it, it was it was it was fun to get to meet the guys and girls that were in because they would all look at me and they'd be like, well, you're not fake about not being in. You're not trying to be a wannabe. You're just very interested in what we do and i'm like yeah i find it fucking fascinating like i find all the jets the culture is cool and and all of that i find it really fascinating because it's really really 
it's awesome. And being patriotic, it gives a little bit more credence to that line of work. doesn't matter what branch you're in. I think all of it's awesome. Was she in the uh, Navy or the Air Force? Navy, right? Navy. She was uh, attached to a uh, a VFA-154 in Lemoore. Okay. Um, It's a Super Hornet squadron. Um, Lemoore is the largest and only two master jet bases. The other one is Oceana. Mm -hmm. Um, They have 22 um, squadrons. Two of them are F-35 Lightnings, and then the other 20 are Super Hornet squadrons. Nice. So it was was really cool. Like uh, That part of it was really cool because my next-door neighbor, he was two months younger than me. But he had been in the military for 12 years and (laughs) had a stellar record and had because he was a corpsman, which for for anybody that doesn't know, that's the medical side of the Navy. He was green stripe. So two of his three deployments were long year long deployments to Afghanistan at Kandahar Air Force Base going out with the army. He wore an army uniform. He just had a U.S. Navy name tape and uh, he he struggled when he got back. I saw him the week after he got back from his second deployment and he was so in his head going there a second time because of what he experienced the first time. Like as a corpsman, you're doing the medical stuff. So instead of it just being like being a field medic, he would go out and stay behind. And then as soon as somebody would get hurt, he was the guy going up, getting him in the truck, taking him all the way back and literally plugging holes. And because the Air Force Base was friend or foe, anytime that they would neutralize, meaning not necessarily kill, but neutralize a threat, if they were still alive, they brought that guy that was trying to kill them back to base to save. So he was working on enemies as well. And uh, there was a story that he had about holding somebody's arms down who was fidgeting with their belt while he's trying to save them. And he said the code name for having EOD come in and they found 50 pounds of C4 on him. And he said that he was just crying over the guy while he's holding his arms down, waiting for EOD to come in. And when he got back, he was so mentally fucked up. And I told him, what are you going to do about it? Because you know, you're going to have to go again. And I said, I'm sorry, but you are two months younger than I am. And you've already given 12 years to this. I know that part of you feels guilty because if you get out you're not going back to save people and you already have horrible survivor's guilt but you were going to start fucking your family over because he got back and immediately wanted to divorce he wanted to seclude himself they had been married for 11 years and i'm like dude i think you need to wait it out and get through the hard part of reintegration before you start making these decisions so It was really interesting. It was a lot of fun, but it did give me a real personal bird's eye view being on the other side of that, watching this shit unfold in front of my face where I went, oh, fuck, man. Like, that's what gave me a bigger heart for it was watching people my age come back and having to know that they're going to have to deal with demons that none of us are ever going to have to fucking deal with in all of our lives. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a big thing, though, for me, is that when people come back and I mean, some people expect, and it's not the people that go through the crazy shit, but some people go through like marginally stressful stuff over there. And just because they served in some way, shape or form, they expect gratitude coming back their way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, you really didn't even need to go there. Like, we know that these aren't wars of freedom, you know, and, and right. that's what's interesting when you say that, because I do agree, Ben, that, that, you know, a lot of these dudes, they feel like they're going out there and they're fighting for freedom. They're fighting to to neutralize the threat. 
but there's no fucking threat. There's no threat to us here at all, right? Unless they're here, there's no threat. So that's what's a big problem. And, and you know, obviously, Ghost, you've mentioned this many times, dude, because you you went overseas, you, you spent time over there. Mm-hmm. You're very honest that you never really saw any shit, right? right. Like you're, you, you were safe the entire time there. It's still got to be scary just being fucking oh, so yeah. far away from home and you don't know what the fuck's yeah. going on. But I mean, you came back and you're like, yeah, dude, like you've said this and and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're like, I don't really know what I was doing there. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it, it seemed like it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is the point like, of wh- going over and, and occupying these countries and doing this shit when there's no threat to our mothers and our, our, our fathers, our sisters, whatever the fuck you want to say, our kids. But then when these people come back, dude, like that's that's what is really interesting to me about like those Black Rifle Coffee guys. They seem genuine, but at the end of the day, Evan Hafer is CIA. I mean, legitimately, the the found the CEO of Black Rifle Coffee is an operator, and that to me is interesting. It's an interesting concept because yeah. now, you know, when we talk about how companies are are scrutinized if they're conservative if they're patriotic they're not allowed to operate very well and this dude has a very successful i mean they're traded on the fucking new york stock exchange now Mm -hmm. it's a massive company they're in walmart it's weird it's weird you know what i mean that was a big thing when they moved from like small time small time veteran owned and i'm not saying that they aren't still and i'm not saying they don't have good values i i do i i will i will say because I, I jumped to the same conclusion that you did about Evan Hafer. And I'm like, fuck you, CIA. There goes the whole fucking thing in my head. Right? right. And at the same time, I go, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's one of those CIAs. Not saying he's not, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. And that's also me justifying the benefit of the doubt to somebody that may or may not be the kind of CIA that we're talking about in conspiracy land. Well, and because and, and not to interrupt you, Ben, but because there you, you want to support a company like yeah. that over fucking Starbucks, you know, absolutely. I mean, but as soon as they hit Walmart, American, that's when I really started questioning shit. Was when they started coming into Walmart and coming out with a whole lot of new shit that I had never seen before. I went, oh, did they sell out? Like, mm-hmm. fuck, man. Like, it's one thing when every time you buy a bag of coffee, they ship one over. <laughs> yeah, that's great. To, that's great. But then as soon as you start getting into Walmart, that's when I start going, how big of a check did you get for signing over to? And are you still <laughs> uh, actually sending a bag devil. over yes. if you're getting a bag well, purchased at Walmart? And is that a yes, military exactly. contract? Is that tax right. deductible? Right. Is that all that shit? Which I guarantee it is, man. I think it's an interesting company. I actually have Black Rifle Coffee here in my house. And it's just such it's a, a it's a catch 22, dude. It uh, is. I, I have the the K cup. I got a new Keurig, and uh, you know it's a it's a fun thing. It's a nice fun thing. It is. I have the uh, Sasquatch, the Tactisquatch. Uh, yeah, K cups. They're yeah, they're fucking dope. Awesome packaging. Love the fucking brand. Love what they say that they stand for. Oh, it gets your freedom time, boner going, and they know that. That's that's the other. That's the uh, owner psychology part of it. Yeah, is that they go they go okay, so they know that if they take Sasquatch. Okay, when did all of us get so fucking intertwined with Sasquatch that a military-owned coffee company has Sasquatch in tactical gear on one of their coffee bags and all of the patriots in America went, nom, 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 nom. I will buy that shit out. 
because I tried that stuff too. And I'm like, that's so fucking cool. Like they're yeah. veteran owned and they're putting fucking Sasquatch on one of their fucking things with NVGs. Have you seen it? Ghost? What is this? No, I haven't. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's kind of like Jacklings. You know what I mean? How does beef jerky and Sasquatch relate? You know right. what I mean? <laughs> but they, they ran ads about that too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. He's right? rocking a fucking night vision helmet with a, a little, uh, little gun there i yeah. mean it's dope oh i will bring up before i forget too because uh you know ryan you mentioned a lot of these people are you know they ask why why did i go over there and people like matt best they went over because the day they were going to their brother's graduation for the marine corps was september 11th and they weren't able to attend the graduation they had to postpone it because every fucking military base got put on lockdown immediately and of course, we've gone into the September 11th thing. Actually, that was one of our best episodes right after Legit Bat started was with you and Brandon and a few other people doing mm -hmm. a September 11th, you know, long form. I think we went almost three hours. And um, he joined because of that, because he knew as soon as he was supposed to go to his brother's Marine Corps graduation and they weren't allowed to go because September 11th happened. And he knew in that moment, fuck, my brother's graduating the Marines and we just had a terrorist attack my brother's going to get deployed. Terrorist We're going to go to war. That's right. Thing. Terrorist attack. Right. Exactly. And uh, he's like, fuck. So he graduates, he goes, and that's what got him in. And he was in the earlier part of the war. He said he believes for him, it was a lot easier. And here's why. We had people deploying to Afghanistan and Iraq who were not born when September 11th happened. The entire reason that gave so many people the 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 want to join the military and to get revenge, quote unquote, and go, quote unquote, get the bad guys and payback and Pearl Harbor and all of the stuff that was going on at that Pat time. Tillman did the same thing, right? It, yes, exactly. And that's you. When you see stuff like that, I go, I get it. Whether or not you were misled or, you know, by our government or whatever, I get it because I was, I felt the same way. When Jeremiah, that same neighbor got back, this was July of 2020. 11 months later, the pullout in Afghanistan happened. And the first thing I fucking did was I texted him. I said, what are your thoughts on this? And he goes, everything in me says, why the fuck did I just go there a year ago for 12 months? Why did I work so hard to come back to my family and save motherfuckers that we two minutes ago were trying to kill because they put their guns down? Why did we lose so many people to brand new technology that we don't even know they how they got yet? only to leave billions of dollars in new technology that we gave them. And we just completely forsook all of the people that we had promised that we would get out of there. He goes to me, I am so happy that I made the decision after I got my right mind to get out because I, I don't think I could ever live with myself again, going to another fight, having no idea if it was worth anything or not. So to your point about a lot of them not knowing why they did it, it's, it's going on now where he was the first person I talked to because it was the day after the pullout started. <laughs> they have referenced this pullout in Jack Carr's Terminalist novels and how the predominant military members that ha were there in Afghanistan and Iraq feel about it. They uh, there is a there it started out on I think it was CBS and now it's owned by Paramount Plus a uh, show called Seal Team starring the guy from uh, Bones. And uh, they mentioned on an episode two months after the pullout 
how they were all pissed off that we did it in the way that we did it. There is a general consensus for a lot of the people that were in the military that saw the war on terror, the war in Iraq, you know, Operation Freedom, Enduring Freedom, all of that stuff that are going, what in the actual fuck? I get pulling out, but we we just created another, like virtually Vietnam by doing that. In the way that we did it, we just created a shitstorm for all the people and it destroyed 20 years of quote unquote good that we tried to do over there. So oh, it was more I, than 20 I would years. Love, I would love for America to stop putting its war dick into every war torn pussy that it can find. But it's good. It's good for um, what's it called? It's good for business. That yeah. it is. And business um, is booming when you have a military industrial complex. And uh, I've said this many a time. Um, it's been going on for more than 20 years. The first Iraq war never ended. Um, I went in after that, and then 9-11 happened, and we it, it, it's one continuous war. So on that note, I kind of I agree with this guy. Um, it has to do with uh, our tax dollars and war. As an American citizen growing up in the United States, I have been told repeatedly that I'm in one of the freest countries in the entire world, that the entire world looks to my country for freedom. I've watched my political leaders give away trillions of my dollars to industries that I do not approve of, to organizations I do not agree with, and to foreign countries, especially Israel. And you know what? For the majority of my life, I really didn't care. It was annoying, it was a burden, it was sad to see, but it didn't have any real moral ground to stand on. I was being selfish because these countries needed my aid. They needed my help. As an American, I needed to work 40 hours a week, not really be able to afford a home, not really be able to have children, but I should support moral causes all over the world. And as I got older, when I heard the government come and say, you have to take a vaccine. And I said, no. And they said, well, you're the problem. My government has tried to force me to take a vaccine, which I flat out denied, if nothing less based on principle. And it turns out it was a wise decision. And that same government said, we need to support a war in Ukraine. And I said, no, my political leaders have ties to that country and that country is corrupt. And I don't agree with it. I don't want to support it. I had no choice. And billions and billions of our tax dollars went to another war. I didn't agree with the Iraq war. I knew it was wrong. And it happened to be the same guy, Benjamin Netanyahu. And he's here again with another orchestrated event that he knew completely about. We all know now that Israel knew what was happening. They knew about the attack and did nothing to stop it. They even knew they were preparing for this attack and still didn't do anything about it. So I looked into the history. I want to know what's going on. Why is this guy, Benjamin Netanyahu, showing up in my life again to take more of my money and to tell me how to feel about things that are happening on the other side of the world? I'm not pro-Palestinian. I'm not pro-Israel. I'm not pro any of this crap. But what I am is a very pissed off American because the politicians who are supposed to represent us, the people, we, the people, in our government, are not doing that at all. They're representing the interests of other groups, of corporations. So Elon, I'll raise your go fuck yourself one. Fuck Israel. Because when I looked into it, I don't agree at all with what Israel's doing. I can see what they're doing in Gaza. It's disgusting. It's abhorrent. 
How are you possibly going to sit around and talk about human life when 20,000 people have already been killed by Israel? I won't be manipulated anymore. I looked at the information. I know the history. It's not even as old as Joe Biden. It wasn't hard to research and figure out what is really going on over there. And again, I want to reiterate, I am not pro-Palestinian. I am not pro-Hamas. I'm just an American citizen being forced, again, by my government to agree to things I don't agree with, to have my labor taken from me and given to other people that benefit my political leaders. I'm completely disgusted by all of them. Every single member of Congress should be stripped of their office. To create a bill forcing my allegiance to a foreign country is completely un-American. It is total treachery. This is not freedom at all anymore. I have the right to criticize a foreign country. I have a right to criticize Israel. There is no group of people anywhere in the world who is allowed to have an ethnostate. If I was to champion a white ethnostate, I would be labeled a white supremacist. This is ridiculous, this idea that I have to agree to Zionism. I have no reason to agree to it. I have no skin in the game. It does not matter to me what happens in the Middle East, and I am sick of being told that it does. I do not need Benjamin Netanyahu coming to my country again and telling the people who run my country what to do with my money, my livelihood, to put me at risk for his issues, for what he wants to accomplish. Israel is nothing more than a land development company with a military. Netanyahu has done this to me before in my lifetime. We killed a million Iraqis in a ridiculous moral crusade to find weapons of mass destruction that did not exist. How are we falling for this again? He is using the American people. As Americans, we need to stand up for this. Saying that you are not for this war, that you are not for giving our entire livelihoods to a fucking foreign country is not anti-Semitic. I hope that God protects all of his children, even the chosen ones. I don't hate Jewish people. I don't hate Israeli people. But I do hate the state of Israel because they are robbing from me. They are stealing from the people I love and care about, and they're ruining my country. The people who are meant to govern my people have allegiance to a country on the other side of the world to the point where they're legislating criticism of that country against me. There are states in America that have laws against American citizens boycotting the state of Israel. Please explain to me how that comes to pass. How is that remotely free? Americans are not free in the least. We are economic slaves of a political class that has allegiances to foreign countries. Whether it's Ukraine or Israel or name one that's in our favor. And in the meantime, we are devastating lives across the globe. And then when those people are angry at us, I'm the one that has to pay the price. My people have to go fight these wars. My people have to protect ourselves from what the political class in our country has decided to do abroad. I didn't want to have to make this video. There's no reason as an American citizen that I should be under this much stress that I have to say something like, fuck Israel. But the only way that I'm going to get other Americans to hear my voice and to realize it is okay to say fuck Israel. It is okay to say fuck any organization, any corporation. It doesn't matter. These are not individual people. These are not religions. I have no problem with anyone's ethnicity or religion 
whatsoever. I care about human beings. If you're telling me to be upset because I care about human beings is somehow racist or bigoted, you're delusional. It is time for the American people to replace every single member of Congress. They have all shown their cards by voting for this ridiculous House resolution. They all, Republican or Democrat, they're all the same. They don't care about the American people. They care about their office and they care about getting reelected. And it's time that the Americans turn out and show them who's really in charge. Please vote for anyone who doesn't take funding. Vote for anyone who doesn't have an R or a D after their name. Yeah, he lost me at the end there. He was so spot on until he said vote. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Vote for the independent? You know. Okay, so if I was going to sit there and say, like, hey, there's a Republican here and there's a Democrat here, which one of the Republican or the Democrat is more likely to vote for an independent candidate? Out of a Republican or a Democrat? Voter. No, but I'm not voting independent. No, but a Republican is more likely to vote oh, yeah, because yeah. Democrats, they have that idea in their head, vote blue no matter who. There's not that same statement for the red, vote red, better red than dead. There's That's a South Park thing. That's not <laughs> right. even real. So, like, that's the whole thing where, like, dude, th- that right there, it's he was he was spot on until he starts talking about voting. I mean, I get I get his sentiment behind it, and that's kind yeah. of where I took it as is because clearly he's not stupid. He's got to know by now that voting doesn't matter. Um, and I genuinely I've said it for years and I even more so now is I'm like, dude, guys, I'm sorry. Our votes, I, they don't matter. No, like, it, it, but we're led to think that that's the only option we have. What other option exactly. do we have? Because if we don't vote or you know, we're told, oh, if you're a Republican and you don't vote, that's a vote for the Democrats. If you're a Democrat and you don't vote, that's a vote for the Republicans and vice versa. Or if you vote for the independent, that that's a vote for the opposite party that y- you really want. And, you know, we're, we're led to think that, oh, we have to vote. No, nobody has to vote. Voting sucks. Voting's rigged. We've seen that with, if anything... With the last election, if you yeah. still think your vote matters, you're on fucking crack. Whether you like Trump or not, they're right. selected, exactly. not elected. That's the thing, though, is that the the liberals don't see it that way whatsoever. No, they don't. The voting, voting has become, <clears throat> you know, liberals have somehow, and this is kind of mind-blowing still just because, you know, 10 years ago, the opposite was the case. But the liberal party has become the establishment party, the pro-establishment party. So if you're voting, you're participating in the whole democracy that we supposedly have, right? No, we, we're so, a republic. We are not a democracy. We're a republic. I, under, I understand that, but they they throw that in your face. They you, do. You gotta you gotta vote in the democracy. They right. tell you that they, they don't do. Fucking, and the only China is also a fucking democracy, right? The, or the a, uh, republic. The the only reason this this tide has turned was because of Obama. And it was only because yeah. America voted his, the first black president in, and if you don't like him, you're racist, yada, yada, yada. He could have been Republican. And I, I don't know. If, if he was Republican, would it be the same? It wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have. No, 
Absolutely not. So that's why everybody's like, oh, Democrats, Democrats, Democrats. But we won't look into the history of the Democratic Party at all. And the fact that well, they black saw a people, Democrat that looked like Obama, who was a young, you know, good-looking black dude, very charismatic, black, not really that black. My right. nipples are darker than his are than than he is. Oh, I know, I saw. Um, yeah, they're dark. Mm. They're they're darker than you think. But no, you know, it's just interesting to say, like, you know, you get this guy in there, and that makes so many young people convert over to the pro-establishment, right? Like, if you're if you have J.P. Morgan Chase that is also supporting Black Lives Matter. That's supporting like anti, you know, it's supporting your rebel cause. J.P. Morgan was a piece of shit because he was the one ultimately that brought Tesla down. Right. But I'm talking about the bank. Well, I'm not talking about the guy. Right. But that that's who the bank's named after. Sure. But the bank is realistically, it's a Rockefeller organization. It's establishment. It's the same. Right. But I'm just saying, like, if you if you if you think that you're running like a rebel cause like BLM. Mm-hmm. And JP Morgan sponsoring it. It's not a rebel cause. It's no. a it's a fucking establishment thing, man. So that's what's really frustrating. And that's when that whole dynamic changed was, yeah, Obama gets these younger kids that are like all about, you know, going against the status quo. And then you get in and this dude is the most pro military industrial complex president that we've ever had dropping bomb after bomb after bomb on innocent fucking people. And then you understand like, yeah, dude. This dude is, you know, related to the Bushes, right? Mm-hmm. And all these different things with wild shit. And, and then people, when you say, when you start saying stuff like that, somehow you're a racist because you don't like Obama, right? I don't like Bush either. I don't no. like, I, you know, I, I've really kind of soured on Trump as well because of all these different things that uh, that we've heard about, like you know, the bump stocks. Yep. Uh, one thing that that when when Ben was talking about Matt Best earlier, you know, they're real tight with Tim Kennedy. A lot of people don't know Tim Kennedy was very a- anti AR-15. You know, he was like, no, the average person doesn't need an AR-15. It's like, dude, we understand that your fucking military industrial complex puppet up the ass, but you don't got to come out like that. Holy right. shit. That's wild to say for someone that's pro freedom. So I don't know, man. It's it's not just as cut and dry. It's a lot of gray area. But um, I think that if anyone has a a, a huge platform like that, it's real hard to trust them. And it is frustrating as someone that has, you know, I consider myself somewhat of a content creator, not so much, but you know, I I've kind of leaned away from that lately, but it'd be great to have a huge podcast. But at the same time, it's like, man, I realize that you don't really get there without kind of sucking some dick at a certain point, you know, absolutely. It sucks. It sucks, man. The only time, the only time that that shit happens is, when they can't stop somebody blowing up that guy, Anthony Oliver, rich guy right. north of Richmond song. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I don't think so. Wait, is there information I, I didn't know about with that? Oh yeah. He's totally not. Are, are you thinking he's like an organic ascension? I thought he just blew up and then got bought. No. Uh, eh. Yeah, no, it seems like he, he was kind of like he probably got given that lyric to like the whole song to write and stuff it's an interesting story yeah like one of those uh what's it called controlled opposition kind of deals exactly yep it seems like it man it it seems like right that's the thing that's what's unfortunate about being a conspiratorially minded person is that anytime someone gets a platform and they're like oh shit dude this person's speaking my language 
Then yep. you're like, Gotta fuck, who's, who's paying for him? I mean, you see this with Candace Owens. I did an episode on her mm-hmm. where, I mean, dude, she is not fucking. She used to be a fucking, a fucking hardcore liberal. She was liberal hard. way before she was ever a conservative. She has said that, though. She has said that, though. So she said, I was raised to believe that if you're black, you vote Democrat. And then she explained why she swapped to the other side. Yeah, Whether but did you ever look into the companies that puppet script, the companies that she started up and, and ran just to spy on and, and <laughs> the other side, which was Republican <laughs> or whatever. She's a piece of shit. She's a piece yeah, she of created, shit. In 2016, she created a doxing company. Yeah. And, and that's not, that's anti-free speech. You know, she talks about how pro free speech she is. And then, you know, she creates this and then she has a degree 180, which was, uh, I mean, alt left. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just liberal, alt left fucking blog where it's like, fuck Republicans. We need to go after these people. Um, Hardcore, like wild, wild shit. And she's also connected to uh, a talent agency that um, was founded by an Israeli businessman that also started J date and some other like weird fucking companies out there i did a whole episode on this it was a wild fucking uh journey that i went down there yeah that's crazy yeah interesting shit man um i don't know if we have anything else i have a couple more things i can play if we want um i don't know where you're at ben how you feeling there buddy oh i'm good on that i do have some responsibility i could probably go for another half hour and make it a two hour okay all right we Um, might not go that long but we do have we do have breaking news I wanted to kind of oh, yeah. lead with this, um, okay. but uh, I have two clips to play real quick. I see those. Let's start the program with some breaking news coming in to us from the AP news agency. It's according to the Pentagon. The Pentagon are saying that an American warship and multiple commercial vessels have come under attack in the Red Sea. So again, the Pentagon says an American warship and multiple commercial vessels have come under attack in the uh, Red Sea. We will bring you more on that breaking news story that uh, has just happened in the past few minutes, or at least it's been announced in the past few minutes. Uh, we'll bring you more information on that as it becomes available. Let's but yeah, I do want to get so you back to this breaking news that we have been following over the last 30 minutes or so. This is a tweet coming in from Lucas Tomlinson with Fox News, courtesy the Associated Press. He does say the Pentagon says an American warship and multiple commercial vessels have come under attack in the Red Sea. A lot left to figure out, but the information that we have again is coming in from the Pentagon in a very brief statement. This does potentially mark a major escalation in a series of marriage time attacks in the Middle East linked to the Israel-Hamas war. That statement does read, quote, we're aware of reports regarding attacks on the USS Kearney and commercial vessels in the Red Sea and will provide information as it does become available. We do have these images here that are fairly generic, but show the USS Kearney that we are talking about so you can get a better look uh, from some of these images. The British military earlier said there had been a suspected drone attack and explosions in the Red Sea, but did not elaborate. 
The Pentagon did not identify where it believed the fire came from. However, Yemen's Iran-backed Houthi rebels have been launching a series of attacks on vessels in the Red Sea, as well as launching drones and missiles targeting Israel as it does wage war against Hamas in the Gaza Strip. A U.S. official speaking on the condition of remaining anonymous told the Associated Press that the attack began around 10 a.m. local time there in Yemen and had gone on for as much as five hours. Another U.S. official who also did not want to speak without remaining anonymous for the same reason said the Carney had intercepted at least one drone during the attack. There was no immediate comment from the Houthis. However, a Houthi military spokesperson earlier said, quote, an important statement would be. Buddy, I do want to get you back. All right. I got my initial assessment of this. One, I wouldn't be surprised if they got attacked. Two, I believe it was Israel so that we could blame it on somebody else in the Middle East. The Houthis. To secure our involvement and American backing into the uh, Israel-Hamas war. Which is why we didn't fire back. Yep, false flag, so that we have uh, exactly what we need to join the war. I'm go- I, I like it. I like it. I'm go- I'm going with you, Ben. I'm go I'm going with you because when I heard this, I was taking a shit, and I'm scrolling through TikTok, and I'm like, breaking news. What the fuck? You know, this was I don't know, maybe 45 minutes before we started the show, and I'm like, yeah, it looking- said 4 p.m. and that would have been Eastern time. So yeah, yeah, one o'clock your your time. Yeah, so I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, okay. But then you start listening to it, and oh, the I, I saw another one. Uh, oh, the Houthis—they claim responsibility. They cl- but why didn't we fire back? Why? If the last I checked, if someone fired on an American warship or jet or military member, Anything. you fire the fuck back. With a vengeance, you fucking make that thing not yeah. exist anymore. The idea that it says now in that same AP News article, it looks like they've updated it, that they have shot down at least three drones. Okay, first of all, let's get something clear. Do you guys really think, unless they got it straight up gifted from China, that the Middle East has the money for three drones to just lose on one American warship? Oh. I don't think so. Ben, you're totally... You're missing the point because now, even in Ukraine, um, they're u- they're using civilian drones that are made on oh, the kitchen table. That I was thinking that, like a UCAV. Yeah, but they they can carry a small payload. And does any of that make sense? Because it sounds like bullshit yeah. to me. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see that too. Yeah. So it's just another, like you said, oh, let's get us into the war. Weapons of mass fucking destruction. They're trying to get people excited about World War III is what they're Mm -hmm. trying to do. And and again, to my point, Tim Kennedy is doing the same shit, man. Tim Kennedy's talking about World War III. Um, I don't really hear the Black Rifle Coffee people doing it, but he is affiliated with them. I'm just such a hater at this point. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I, I know, I know that. You know, we're supposed to support these dudes that are pro-America and stuff like that. But, you know, being too pro-America can be a curse, man. You know, it really can. You know, there, there should be a healthy skepticism of, of you know, questioning not only your government, but your people, questioning your neighbor. I question what you two are thinking. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I, I, I question all this shit. Absolutely. And I think that that's healthy when you get into a point where you're just agreeing blindly with somebody just because they identify similarly as you. 
it's really dangerous, man. And this is how we get into cults. Well, it's exactly that ideology that I think America for a long time was based on is that it's not about what our government tells me because, you know, they have our best interests and founding fathers, blah, blah, blah. No, it was the fact that you were allowed to question everything. And if you didn't like it, you could make your own decision on it. That, in my opinion, is if, if they're telling me that, oh, we got to defend Israel. Why? Yeah. Like, OK, my sister and her husband. Yeah, exactly. My sister and her husband live in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. They went underground and all that shit when the whole thing popped off, right? I was worried, sick. And at the very time, I bought the fucking flags and I immediately put them away because I went, hold on a second. If my sister wasn't there, I wouldn't give two fucks. I'd be right. saying, keep us out, this, that, and the other. Do I care about my sister? Of course. Right. But I go over there and help them if oh. it was about them. Yeah, if I if I needed to and was asked and had the ability to, I'd go over and help them to secure their physical ability to be safe and get them out. But they chose to go back. See, they left for Romania and two months later, they went back. Now, they're missionaries. They went back to actually help. They're some of the purest people I've ever met. They did it for good reasons. And I went, okay, you guys don't want to leave, even if it means death, because you guys feel like you have a calling from God to go help these people. I get it. If that's if you guys really believe that, I actually stand behind your guys' ability to choose that 100%. But that doesn't mean that we have to get involved. That's what I kept coming back country, with. Yeah. As a country. And I went, okay, so whether it be Ukraine or Israel, we don't have to do shit. I'm sorry. We hmm. are not Captain fucking Savaho. But we've become that, and it costs all of us money. I would not have to work at a job that barely makes above minimum wage that is now $15 an hour in California. I wouldn't have to work at a job that makes enough over that to barely scrape by. That is fucking ridiculous. The amount of pay I get now 10 years ago was two and a half times minimum wage. And now it's barely 30% above minimum wage. That is fucking ridiculous. We become, we have become team America. Yeah. yeah. And idiocracy. It's like those two movies, if they had a baby, that's us today. Yep. Absolutely. Kind of like it. I think it's fun. (laughs) Welcome to Costco. I love you. It's horrible. (laughs) It's horrible, man. It is. You know, I've been very, very lucky. Um, But yeah, man, I I do feel for a lot of people out there. Um, And we have people like this that I want to share with you guys. Can you see this here? Can you see the Rolling Stone mm-hmm. top left? Yeah. Okay. If I were to tell you guys that there was some presidential, I'm going to, I'm going to try to hide this the best that I can. If there was some kind of presidential cabinet member that was stealing luggage from airports, just stealing luggage from random people. Do you guys have any idea who this could be? Well, yeah. Cause it's right there on your upper tab, Sam Britton. Yeah, I was hoping that you wouldn't <laughs> look up there. Well, I, I did an do. episode on this guy. God, this look, guy those, is, is the worst queer in the world. And I'm not what? calling him a queer to be offensive. He calls himself a queer. OK, this is this fucking queer right here is awful. This guy is stealing people's shit at an airport. He's wealthy. And again, when I say queer, I'm not being hateful. He calls himself a fucking queer. I'm sorry. It's queer. I, I have to I have to interject here. With buck teeth like that, he does not give good blowjobs. 
I mean, he probably he probably will uh, you know put on a mouthpiece or something. Something he's doing that, or he's just a Too receiver. Ow! It's a teethy blowjob that you're getting Ooh. from Mister Britain. We'll just call you but, the rake. I don't know if that's a step of a step up or below braces, but it's horrible. Ugh. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, yeah, braces are nasty, right? When you're when you're trying to deal with something like that. It kind of looks but, like that guy behind him wants him, but you know. It's, yeah, he he does he's have looking those. At him a little weird. He's like, oh. I've seen the back of that head a few times. Oh, no. oh, but, fuck So yeah. this guy, again, uh, let me rephrase. This queer has. I mean, he's wealthy. He gets paid by our tax dollars, and he's stealing suitcases from the airport just to up his fashion. Wait, wait, wait! Closet, scroll, scroll whatever the fuck up, you want to call up, it. Scroll up. Scroll up. Scroll. Oh, December was this the guy 9th. that did it while wearing women's clothes. This, so at first they thought yeah. it was a woman. Is that the same person? This is a year yeah. ago. This is a year ago, but it's making the rounds. Mm. This wasn't. Did, did you ever hear about this ghost? Since you're going to fucking criticize the date, did you ever hear about this? Yeah, absolutely. I pretty much think we covered it on here because he was a fucking douchebag. And no, we never covered this, dude. This is yes, brand we did to me. Yes, he, he he would steal fucking high end luggage from airports and and all this shit. He's been since fired from his job. When did he get fired? Uh probably three months after that actually happened because he did it once again, and it, he he was like a repeat offender. Like he he couldn't stop himself. And finally, they were like, all right, you're done. And nobody heard from Sam Britton again. See, the reason why is that this is making the rounds again. And I, you know, like I said, I did an episode on this, on this guy, not this specific issue. But this dude is such a fucking weird freak that he was out there doing this weird shit, just stealing shit from people. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know, dude. I think that it's really fucked up. And and. Uh, Kim and I were joking when when we talked about this, and I was like, if you were to guess what political affiliation this guy was, what would you guess, Republican or Democrat? And she was like, oh, Democrat for sure. And yeah, he's uh, he's yeah. absolutely a Democrat. Yeah, he's Joe now, Biden's pick. There are there are other uh, you know crimes that are going on out there. Are you guys familiar with this George Santos guy? Oh yeah, yeah. I have a clip. Oh on. yeah, the fucking retard in New York, I believe. Yeah, the yes. lies about everything. I I have a clip on that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a clip on that? Let's play the clip because this is a very interesting thing too. Yeah, he, just fucking stealing shit too. He, I mean, he's a, to the to the credit of the liberals out there, this guy is Republican. Yes. Oh yeah. So the, the shit yeah. bags are on both sides. Right. Absolutely. And and the clip I have is a huge shit bag talking shit on a shit bag. So when when you hear this, save your comments for for, for the end because you're going to be like. You're just gonna want to scream at at the video of hypocrisy. Shit bag v shit bag. Expel George Santos from Congress. This uh, it's been decades since Congress expelled a member. Uh, Congress has the power, just by a vote of its members, to say that you can't be a member of Congress, even when someone has been elected uh, by the voters back in their district. So it's a pretty extraordinary thing, uh, and it's not something to be undertaken lightly. After all, a system presumes that voters get to decide who represents them, and effectively taking away their representative is a big step, generally reserved for when someone has been convicted of a federal crime. Uh, here, Santos has been charged with multiple federal crimes. 
Um, but the real gravamen uh, today of the vote was the report of the House Ethics Committee that looked extensively at what George Santos had done during his campaign and since his campaign and found just pervasive fraud. Uh, essentially, Santos was stealing from his contributors. Uh, he would get donations and he would use them for his personal benefit for things like buying luxury clothes for himself and designer brands and even Botox treatment. Uh, he was uh, bilking <laughs> his donors uh, in other ways, also using them, for example, to pay back fictitious loans. So Santos reported getting major loans for his campaign, which were non-existent, and then he got donors to give him money, and he purportedly paid back the loans to himself, which he never loaned the campaign. Uh, so the fraud was so extensive, uh, and not just the, the stealing of money from his donors uh, and the shady business deals and all the rest of it, but the degree to which he defrauded uh, his constituents. Uh, all of the lies that permeated uh, the campaign and the misrepresentations to donors and how he used their money. This wasn't a situation where someone was simply, uh, you know, stretching their accomplishments. He created essentially an artificial, non-existent persona for himself. So lies and fraud perpetrated uh, everything he did. And uh, in my judgment, uh, it rose to that high bar meriting expulsion from Congress. Congress is already in such low repute uh, because of conduct uh, like Santos and a lot of other conduct uh, that is, and you. if not equally, nonetheless, very appalling uh, also, that uh, I thought this was an important step for Congress to take to begin to restore some trust in the institution. So we took a dramatic step, expelled George Santos, uh, I hope it's another 20 years before we have to do something like that again in Congress. Uh, this really ought to be, I hope, a very rare occurrence. But if there was anyone who had expulsion coming to them, it was a fraudster like George Santos. Kill him with fire. Kill him with fire. This dude of is fucking all saying all the fucking shit. people. Uh, right. Shifty shift. Right. Dude. Fu uh, yeah, I bet you hope it's a, another 20 years. That way you can, don't get exposed. Right. Expulsion or whatever the fucking term. That is the biggest load of fucking horse shit. Only because <laughs> it's coming from Schiff. Well, I mean, he is saying real things. But the, yeah. the scary thing. <laughs> he's the scary thing. He's guilty ghost, of the same shit. Why, dude, Ghost, this is why you probably like found this clip. Is because, dude, the fact that he as one of the most powerful fucking people in the world is saying that me and my friends can vote any one of your people out. If we choose to vote someone out of Congress, we can get together and we can do that. Even if you yep. dumb motherfuckers vote him in. That's, yep. that's the yeah. scariest part that yeah. might've gone unnoticed, but dude, the crazy part is terrifying. that if you don't know it, Schiff, but you said that it, you just heard the audio and said, yeah, it's a guy talking about Schiff. And he didn't name George Santos. You could virtually apply everything that he said to him. Yeah, yeah. That, that, right. that, that, that's the, that was that's the main the point I was getting. Part. <laughs> it was like th this piece of and shit. How smug he looks the whole time. Oh, absolutely right? like smug. The smugness while he's saying, "I, I, you know, uh, on my high horse, I hope that I that we don't ever have to do this again." Well, he, he fuck he, you. He got he, he got all teary eyed and and went on like a, a a toddler rant because he got kicked off a committee and some other things. 
How dare they? And and he's like, oh, uh, uh, but I was telling the truth. Oh, really? On your Russia collusion for 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 four years that you were you were peddling and and your right and all your ties with with spies and everything else. Get the fuck out of here, I you fucking piece of shit! What a horrible yeah. person, man. Yeah, man. I mean, this is status quo for the government, dude. This yeah. is status quo. It's the I mean, worst people in the fucking world. Uh, solid clip. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you had that because I just had an article that I was going to read through, dude. Yeah, that's fucking, that's so much more efficient if Adam Shifty Shift can fucking uh, say the things that I was going to say right there. That is perfect, dude. Um, Ghost, what do you say we get into it? Oh, let's get into it. Oh, fuck yeah. Why don't you go fuck yourself, dickhead? You are a cunt, Oh, yeah, we got the things. Hunt of the week. The music will come through clearer in the actual file, Ben. You're the guest. Someone that we spoke about today that is a cunt of the week. Worst person that we talked about today. Mm, worst person that we talked about today being the cunt of the week. Um, I still got to go with Nancy Pelosi. I don't care if we talked her about her or not. No, um, <laughs> I will. <laughs> You know, um, Nancy Pelosi know, could that, be Michael Jackson. There, there is that. That's conspiracy. what I'm saying. Yeah, she could be any of the people that we talked about today. Um, I don't know that shift. That shift clip. That for me, that that takes it. I think we did mention Camel Toe Harris. So uh, we did. That that's a good runner up. Um, I. But here's the thing: is that the people that are notoriously shitty. I don't. I wouldn't say I have a respect for, but I have a little less animosity than the controlled opposition saying that they speak, you know, the things that somewhat portray my values, right. and then you find out are completely not. So, although I am typically a huge fan of Tim Kennedy, I'll have to say Tim Kennedy is the cunt of the week. Nice. That's nice. nice. If everything Solid. that you say about him is verifiably true, then yeah, I would say that he's the cunt of the week for that. Okay. Yeah, um, I will. I will just verify that for you really quickly. While Ghost gives his cunt of the week, I will. I will give my cunt of the week to Shifty Shift, and that's why I saved it for the end because I was like, "This motherfucker, you smug motherfucker of all people, you're gonna." I know George Santos is a fucking piece of shit and right. lies about all this. Yada yada yada. Should have never been elected. Even under an R or a D or an I, I get that, and and he can go back to dwelling on the fucking uh, alleyways in New York City. But you, of all people, want to come out and fucking blast him? Go fuck yourself, right. Adam Schiff. You're cunt yeah. of the week. Yeah, Adam Schiff's an easy, easy fucking answer. I like that one. That was what I was going to go with, and and uh, I'm sure you're like me, Ghost. I forget. I mean, when there's so many cunts that so you many. over and over again, it's really hard to to remember all these. Well, you were going to go um, with what's his face from so, the beginning. Uh, what's that? You were yeah, yeah the the one clip you you led with. You were like easily, easily a cunt of the week. I mean, we can go with the death of uh, you know Henry Kissinger. Yeah, what oh, was it oh, that yeah. I talked about at first? Because I'm looking through my clips, I didn't see him. Uh, scroll back up. Uh, it was in your saved. 
You started off with, uh, yeah, what did you play? That's what I'm saying. It's a fucking time warp when we get in here. Um, but the thing is, I mean, this is, you know, if you want to just verify the anti uh, Tim Kennedy's mm-hmm. uh, anti AR-15 shit, you can just Google uh, Tim Kennedy anti AR-15. There's, you know, uh, military industrial complex fucking websites that'll say, oh, no, he didn't mean what he said and all this stuff. But you can see videos of him talking about it, um, all kinds of stuff where uh, he doesn't think that you and me and ghost Ben should have AR 15. It's only the military people deserve mm. them. Even though the military um, doesn't would... even fucking use an AR 15. Yeah. It seems like they would use like, uh, like scars and fucking like, you know, like the guns, literally the guns that you see in call of duty. There's no AR 15s in call of duty. No, because it's a two, two, three, a two, two, three is no bigger than a fucking 22 round. Okay. It's literally the same thing. I got, I got a, I got an AR 15 it shoots five five six. Five five six ain't shit. That's a NATO round. You want seven six two. That's what's putting people down in a combat situation. Right. That's an that's an AK round. That's what I have yeah. in my seventy two Yugoslavian SKS, complete right. with bayonet and grenade launcher. Um, is the idea that <laughs> I'm a way bigger fan of the seven six two round because even though it doesn't it, it doesn't go as fast as a muzzle velocity, it's that age old argument on stopping power. I'm going to clarify really quick, though, for anybody that doesn't know and might agree with AR-15s not being okay for civilians. One, it doesn't stand for assault rifle. It stands for Armalite, the original brand that created it, sold it to Colt. Just so you guys know, Armalite had this brilliant version called an AR-15 that was exclusively made for civilians. The military saw how it was made and came up with the M16 out of it for military purpose. But the difference was is that that one had three shot bursts and fully automatic capabilities. That then morphed into the M4. That's typically what people use now is the M4 carbine. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is very similar. But the AR-15 is no different than saying, then fuck, than my SKS. Yeah, it's a wood stock. It looks old it is actually less powerful than an m1 garand because that shoots a 30-06 you have multiple guns that nobody thinks is a big deal because it looks scary oh you don't it has a crazy looking optic on it it looks military it has a detachable magazine bitch if i wanted to go get a bullpup conversion kit and stick the magazine detachable 30 rounds behind the trigger so that it's this fucking long and shoots 762 I'm going to wreck your whole goddamn day. You can still do that. I get why people like the 5.56223. Yes, if you get a 223, you're not supposed to shoot a 5.56, but if you get a 5.56 chambered, you can shoot both of them. Yeah. I get why people like the rifles. They're zero recoil, they're extremely fast muzzle velocity, and they're extremely accurate. But it's not the best one. I no. mean, come on. I the have reason a... why I have a gun is because I'm going to kill people if they try to break in. Yeah, I have guns to kill people if they fucking try to get on me and my family that is everybody who thinks oh i do it for sport that's fine if you go out hunting you're not using an ar-15 no right if you're going if if you have home defense typically you're going to use a shotgun that's the better option shotgun or a handgun absolutely that's what i have right next to my bed i have a throwaway single action brake barrel 16 gauge beautiful is that a, a car no it's a smith and wesson 40 Oh, see, I have a Ruger SR40C. Mine's a subcompact 40 Smith & Wesson. 
Uh, it's my favorite favorite handgun that I've We're had so far. Guns, my little XDS is right here too. My Lene <laughs> has an XD9. Like, love the XDS. It, it's so insane to me to think you don't need an AR-15, but you can go get ten round magazine. My stripper clip in California is a faster reload than if you actually have a detachable magazine with all the bullet button shit and everything else that you get. It's 10 rounds. It locks back. You take a stripper clip, you shove them all in. Boom. It's loaded. Like the argument against it is so fucking ridiculous that you don't need an AR-15. You know what I need an AR-15 for? To get the best weapon possible if my government oversteps and I say, fuck you. Right. Also, realistically, if we want to be like less, you know, combative in in speech, they're fucking <laughs> fun to shoot. They are go out there and have a good fucking time. Absolutely, and shoot at a fucking target with an AR-15. You're if your dick doesn't get hard shooting an AR-15, just fucking going hard. You're you you might be gay. Right. You know what I mean? You might it's be a gay. blast, dude. It's a fucking blast, man. Just and I'll t- I, my I'll- dad got me a Ruger. Uh, it shoots five, five, six, and two, two, threes. I'm not the biggest gun expert. I'm fucking honest about that. I've got an XDM, an XDS, and then that, uh, and then a few others that I won't mention. It's just a fun thing. It's a fun thing to do. Um, but yes, self defense in the home. A 12 gauge shot, he's going to do it for you. You know what I mean? You want something like a DP 12. My dad's got a DP 12. Phenomenal. Look, it looks like an, I mean, this looks like a space gun. I don't know if you guys have seen DP 12s. Yes. It's like yeah. a fucking Star Wars gun, dude. I will, I will, um, I'll be the first to tell you right now. I could go down, get my rifle, go up on my roof. It's a 308 dialed in. One of the best sniper rifles ever created. Hey, 270 is actually really underrated, too. Yeah. 270 is actually very, very underrated for as far as like a straight shooter, like no lobbing to it. A 270 is nice and straight. Or or even a 243. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, uh, for my kind of the week before we wrap up, I'll just say anyone that's anti-fucking gun. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) We we need a boy. This this whole dialogue was trying to get a cunt of the week out of Ryan Dean, the right lib. I I fucking landed on it because you guys, you guys got me there. Well, Ben, thank you for joining the conspiracy underground news team and being the being in the middle of a slender left lip and a really fat right lip because nobody can fill that, that those shoes. And, uh, and this count was a little looser this week than usual, right? This one was, and I like that. I I like the energy that you brought Ben and uh, you're more than welcome to come back and be a bean of the week again. We'll do. Anytime. And uh, yeah, to everybody else out there, ah, just tune in and we will see you next Tuesday. Reading.